So what you're doing now is tweeting to correct a pun I made about yes. cricket yes. on Twitter. Yes. And um, have you started the podcast? Yes, I have. There was a small sound then when I when I unplugged my headphones, but yes, the podcast is recording now. And what you're doing, right? Is I've just done that. You've corrected my my Twitter because it's about oh, cricket. It's about cricket, and you did it, it. Everything. It was like. It was like just looking at the what, what you had written. What's the best way of describing it? It's like if someone had tried to describe the taste of purple, what you had originally written. It is incorrect. Anyway, I should des- we do a podcast? I desperately don't. Care. I know you don't care. And I, I do. And I was saying, I do. Please just don't tell me. Don't tell me the whys and wherefores. Just tell me how people say these words so I can constrain. She's just wandered off. Yeah, no, why have you gone? Well, there's a massive smear on my glasses and I couldn't actually see the screen properly. Um, yeah, so what... But but the thing was, you were asking me... It was like you were asking me the question. Don't 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 give me the details. I just want to know what purple tastes like. That's I, that's what you were saying. Only, in, the, in this instance, describing qualia is fundamentally impossible, whereas describing cricket scores and how they work is only nearly fundamental. So what I was doing was saying, you were like, you know, I'm the batsman's on 206 for seven. I was like, no, that's the collective, no, but that's the collective score of the team, not the individual batsman. The batsman would have however many runs. The team collectively would have X number of runs with Y number of wickets down. But this is what I mean about how I was saying, how I was saying, like I was saying to you that that your your question of what, what, how would you describe this batsman? And I said, well, you describe him as on strike and having X number of runs. And you said, no, but that's not what cricket sounds like. And I was like, yes, because that's not the right thing. But it's not what cricket sounds like. Yes, it is. If you're describing what the batsman, you know, however many runs the batsman has, then yes, it is. I, I was quite excited about doing this podcast today. And what's happened is... Cricket... Yeah, you started recording. Yeah. Cause... For a cricket argument, so don't give I, me that. I thought that, you know, you, how... Is this another easy baby? It is situation? another easy... I've got a baby bell. I've got a baby bell and an easy and, he, and some tomatoes lined up. You have two up. very easily peeled foods. I've got a little picnic for this <laughs> podcast. Is this going to be mouth sounds, the podcast? No, I'll move away. Well, so, no. Oh, look at that. Ooh. The tomato's yeah. got a nipple. It's got a little <laughs> point <laughs> <right. there>. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I just I just wanted to correct that because the you kept saying, but but the, how does that sound? It's like no, that. But that is what cricket sounds like to you. Montgomery is up to bat with two hundred and forty three for four. No, not what that would be. Is Montgomery is up to bat with Australia two hundred and forty three for four? But why did? Oh, but you said they don't say up to bat. They say on strike. Well, then they would normally say on strike. You could say up to bat. Would you generally say on strike? Say, well, that's that muddies the joke even further. Saying yeah. on strike because that well, sounds not like if you, industrial not if you, action. Not if you understand cricket. Yeah, but who does? So what? I've been what has happened is actively that actively trying to winnow my cricket followers you away have, from my cricket my Twitter you followers have, away from. You have posted. Out of your lane, and in consequence, you you have you have touched on things which are very important and got it wrong. The only person who has had any grief with that was you correcting it, and now you're making baby bell sounds directly into the microphone. No, you are. I can hear it, and I'm not even a microphone. Are you leaning away from the microphone for to chew? To eat baby bell. Do like a mini baby bell? I find them. I don't know. I... Should we start this podcast? I'm quite excited about this this particular episode. 
Is it? Don't say, don't say it. Because we're going to do it now, aren't we? Is it a good comic? No. Oh, it's Garfield. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> of course. Right. I'm just going to take a bite of my bit of That's you, that is. That's you, that is. That's your boyfriend, that is. What, a baby bell? Yeah. Or that noise? That noise. Both. The baby bell, the act of eating a baby bell, you are engaged in a romantic relationship with a concept <laughs> of small waxed cheeses. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, you're wearing a red top, actually. You do look a bit like a baby bell. Do not. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, your insistence on writing that cricket tweet as it was, it was like someone had literally just shoved chewing gum into some cogs in my brain. It was, it was awful. Well, I have very briefly allowed you to feel what it is like talking to you at any given moment. You're very rude. I'm going to have a tomato. Shall right. we do a... All right, Denethor. A podcast. Yeah, I'm going to watch you eat this tomato on, on mic. This is good telly, isn't mm. it? <laughs> oh, they're really nice tomatoes. Is that a good tomato? Mm. This is a tomato review podcast. Should we do it? Should we? Am out? I reading the date? You're reading the I'm date. I'm reading the date, okay. And I'm reading the words. And okay. the date sounds a little bit like this. Garfield by Jim Davis for July 27th, 1978. I still think that sounds worse than just saying the date, July. July, 19, July 27th, 1978 has a kind of gravitas to it. But Garfield by Jim Davis for July 27th, 1978. It's not as, it's not as impactful. I don't really care. You should. Why? Because We're not it, producing a quality product here. You may not be. I'm, this is art. For me. Is it? July 27th, 19... Doesn't that sound better? Doesn't that sound like it? Oh, people are going to... If somebody, like, walked past a window and heard that, they'd All think, right, okay, I'll do okay. it again. Right. A comic strip which was originally printed on the 27th of July, 1978. That's so much worse Isn't than it? that. Isn't it? I need to go and take a pill. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. That, it's... Okay, I'll read it again. I'll read oh, it again. no. Don't... July 27th, 1978. Well, now it feels difficult sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you are willful. Yes, and truculent. Now, where could my pipe be? Garfield? It's the famous pipe strip. It's the famous pipe strip. It is. I didn't realise how early this was in the run of Garfield. It is the famous pipe strip. Saddest mouth trumpet. Oh, that's a good mouth trumpet. No, I mean, like, as in it sounds quite mournful. That's quite sort of Grimethorpe Colliery Band. You want, I wonder if they've done, like, the final countdown. They must have done popular hits. What popular hits have the Grimethorpe Colliery Band done? I don't know what the Grimethorpe Colliery... I can work out what it is. I think it was the one in um, Brassed Off. Brassed Off. Oh, yeah, was it? they so did my... the music. One of my old school friends does their percussion. It's very good. Yeah. I, um, my grandfather used to play in a brass band, but I don't think he ever stripped off for the miners. That wasn't brass off. That was... Um, Calendar Girls. No. What's it? Simply the Naked. The Full Monte. Oh, yeah. Well, what was brass off? The lads from Sheffield. Brass off was the one with Ewan McGregor in it and doing... What's what, the face? Train was spotting. it Kate Beckinsale? 
No, do it. You know, it was like a lot of it was all, you know, closure of the minds and the um, the colliery band still going. Despite the fact that, you know, Thatcher had just gutted entire communities for shits and giggles. If, um, oh, what's his name now? He was in um, the film where he shouted there was a firefight. And he's all like this. Willem Dafoe. Imagine if he was in Coronation Street. Willem Dafoe? In Coronation Street. I've never really be... watched Coronation Street. You used to watch Coronation you Street, watch didn't Coronation you? Street. My parents used I've to I've only ever seen it for like five minutes at a time. Welcome to the Tomato Cast, the podcast on the internet where Catherine puts a tomato directly in her mouth and chomps it a whole bunch into the microphone. We were talking about Coronation Street until you rudely interrupted my tomato chewing. I think the tomato chewing itself was the rudeness. I'm going to hide this clown nose amongst the tomatoes. And you're going to think, oh, particularly ripe and juicy tomato. And then you're going to pop it into your mouth and you'll be like, oh no, I've become unclowned. I don't want it next to my tomatoes. I've just washed them and that clown nose is foul. <laughs> a dirty clown yeah, nose. a dirty clown nose. Ah, imagine, clown right, nose. okay, imagine putting that on a rope in like, and having it in the shower as like a little sponge. A little tiny, little little sponge. tiny wash I was sponge. thinking for like uh, caloric conkers, not caloric. Choleric? Co- co- like chlorophobia, the fear of clowns. Oh. And and so like, not, not caloric conkers where it's like a, a scotch I've egg. never really had a fear of clowns. I think we've talked about have we talked about a fear of clowns before. I think so. We've had a lot of clown content recently. It's because <laughs> of the red noses that you've got on your Because desk. any content that you put out into the world is by its very nature clown content. No, mostly because I do it jointly with you. Uh, um, uh, uh, our entire marriage is an extended game of I know you are, <laughs> I said you are, but what am I? And yeah. I've just realised that. Like, it's just, just a constant I am rubber, you are glue. I think you might be right. It's like insult sword fighting, but none of us know the correct answers. So it's just a series of puerile rebuttals. The correct answer is, I know you are, you said you are, but what am I? Yeah. And that's you, that that's, is. That's you, that is. That's... <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, I'm not really frightened of clowns. I don't like the clown on the test card. No, you that, really don't that's like cause the I don't, That's because I don't like the test card. Is it... The patterns of the test card. No, it? it was the um. So the test card, as it, as you see it now, if you bring up the picture of test card F, you know, so the one that used to be on um, on the BBC, um, back when they actually used to close down the television, which I vaguely remember from the eighties, being very small, um, and of course it was on overnight in the nineties, and then it sort of gradually faded out with the advent of twenty four hour news and all the rest of it. So. When you look up a picture of the test card these days, it tends to be like kind of quite a high definition original version. So, you know, they did like a widescreen version, they did a high definition version, all the rest of it. But when you saw it on an old CRT television at like six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning or whenever, when you'd crept downstairs to watch the telly while your parents were asleep because there were cartoons on, just so you'd turn the television on and the test card would be there either with the horrible beep or sometimes some music. And the music itself was a bit intimidating. Um, <laughs> Because it was so bland compared to the this ghastly image of the girl and the clown. And the thing was, on the old CRT television, you couldn't see the whites of her eyes. So it looked like she just had entirely black eyes just staring at you. And the thought of her moving. <laughs> just blinking. Just once. blinking or just turning slightly or or anything on that ghastly image kind of changing. It was like it was like staring into the depths of hell. 
Um, and there's just something about the stillness of the image, combined with the fact that um, there was all this esoteric um, sort of technical stuff around it that you didn't know what it was for. Secret it's, it's the same feeling as listening to a number station live on a shortwave radio. It's that same feeling of this isn't for me. I shouldn't be seeing this. <laughs> this is this is wrong with a capital W. Everything about this is wrong. There's something unseen here, and a bit like imagine swimming over a, a, a huge amount of ocean. Of yeah, a huge expanse of ocean. You, you've just described the plot of Persona Four with the secret murder television channel that only appears at certain rainy nights. Oh, how horrible! Mm. Oh no. We could call this podcast the Test Card Special. Because there's whimsical cricket commentary. Let's talk about... Test, I am actually missing card. the test match for this. It's all right, Alan. And Willie Bimbles on the left leg silly with a bollock 9 for 6, 283 for 4. Uh... Hang on, wait, wait. It's very good. Bold. Bold. Marvellous. Lovely. And some yeah, uh, listeners have brought yeah. some cake in. And we've got some... Uh, oh. Uh, this is a lovely Ooh, ginger and don't we go, don't play that out loud. No, I'm not going to. Of course not. Of course, I'm not going to. Binned off. Don't be ridiculous. I'm um, providing all the cricket commentary. Anybody? Yeah, for possibly. anyone who's listening, it's. Uh, uh, is this is this a podcast as a service? Now? Yeah, this is podcast as service. Um, the latest score is two, New Zealand are 274 for nine, so nearly all out. How is that in any, their second? How innings? does that contain any more information than me saying? Scriddles Bongston with a 231 for six. Outside, ball. Because if you know cricket, then you know what that means. Whereas what you just said was a collection of syllables with no inherent meaning associated with them. You've got some signifiers, but there's no signifieds happening. Mm. 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 I just think Willem Dafoe would fundamentally change the energy of Coronation Street with his strange sort of... You mean like Willem Dafoe as in... On sorry the... about that noise, everybody. Yeah, sorry, I just need to get some more... Another smear oh, on my Oh, this glasses. is an unedited podcast. Um, about Garfield. Welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. Yes, hello, it's sorry. It's an unedited Garfield podcast hosted by me, Guy Kelly. And me, Kat. Also Kelly. Yes. Uh, and we review Garfield, as you can tell. You were the... just about to explain to me why Willem Dafoe would be good in Coronation Street. Well, it's just because he's got a sort of a, a feral rat-like intensity. I... What about Willem Dafoe's feral rat-like intensity says to you? Do you know what this would align, align nicely with? No, it wouldn't align nicely. Coronation It wouldn't align. That's the whole point. It would completely... It would throw the whole... Like, would, imagine, he, would he work in EastEnders? If he could like, do a passable Cockney accent. Yeah. You're trying to narrow me into a corner where I say that Cockneys are <laughs> rat-faced little villains. Is what you're trying to do. I'm, I'm on to you. You're going to get, like, you're trying to get it's the Socratic methods from pioneer shops. Not pineal shops, but, like, come into my house and be like, what are you trying to say about the old apples and mash bangers and pears? See, that doesn't mean anything either. Yeah. What you just said. What do you mean? Well, you just sort of, you know, did some Cockney rhyming slang, but it wasn't. So that's what you just did in relation to the cricket. So you just said, wah, 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 and then said some noises about apples. Apples and mash. Yeah, and exactly. Which is not actually Cockney rhyming slang. So that's the equivalent of what you just did with the cricket commentary. But please, you did a cargo cult version of cricket commentary that doesn't actually have any meaning behind it. Please, Whereas 
the the score that I have just updated everyone with, that will mean something for people who enjoy cricket. Please take a moment to say apples and mash. Apples and mash. And now say bangers and pears. Bangers and pears. It's quite it's pleasing. It is it's good, a little bit it? Sophia Loren yes. with that song, Give the bad song. Give us a bash song. at the yeah. bangers and mash my mother used to make. Yeah. If I were Peter Sellers in mm. that situation and married to Sophia Loren, I'd, I'd, eat, eat, the I'd, eat, the I'd eat the pasta and have sex with my beautiful wife. Just eat the pasta. I just don't... What, Bangers and mash is fine, but it's all carbohydrates and meat, ultimately, isn't it? I think I think the point there is that we are to laugh at him. We are to laugh at the singer of that right? song. Are we? Well, yeah, because it's like it's a particular parody of a certain kind of Britishness that insists on taking porridge oats when it goes to Spain for a two weeks. Yeah, but when that was written, was that being parodied or was that something to look up to for further column a column b because like didn't wasn't pete was peter sellers in italy i know spike milligan fought through italy didn't he he had an italian girlfriend for ages as well yeah during the war i don't know so i don't know peter sellers official biographer you couldn't really get pasta properly in this country for years like pasta was rare for a while (laughs) like you didn't you didn't really have pasta in the north in the 80s i don't think or at least they might have done but we didn't no i was going to say we didn't Perhaps um, maybe it's not a working class. I I, I would say extrapolating your stig of the dump upbringing to (laughs) all of the north in the eighties and early nineties is perhaps a little bit of a stretch. The feral children of Bradford and Leeds, (laughs) by which I mean you and your family. Well, um, yeah. So what? I just think he wouldn't fit Coronation Street. I'm not trying to like. Keep railroading on. I just think. Well, I agree. You wouldn't. Well, yeah. So. So I don't I... know. I don't know why you've been positing this as a, you know, as a prospect. Now, Ken Dodd, similar facial shape, and moderately wild hair. Was he in Coronation Street? No. I feel like he ought to have been. He, it feels, it feels like... like Ken Dodd ought to have made an just, appearance. Just in like a, uh, maybe one, one or two appearances as a as a slightly comedy character. Yeah, or like a little bit like He's a, a bit of an odd inventor. Yeah, what's um, what's the word for that? Cameo. Cameo, that's the one. <laughs> it's going to be a good one today. I can feel this one zipping away already. <laughs> Just the, the sparks that naturally bounce back and forth yeah. between us um, are really... Uh, In my defence, I'm still quite tired. Still quite I'm tired. I'm doing my best. Doing your best. Give us a bash at the bangers and mash. My mother used to make. I've just... You just eat the pasta. You just eat the pasta. Like, pasta's nice. It is. And, yeah. and then she lists a variety of pleasant dishes that would be nice to eat. Yeah. I might do pasta for lunch. I might do, like, never sing a bit. I might do a big lunch and then a small dinner. I might do that chicken and vegetables and stuff. Like, do it with a bit of. Um... Hang on a minute. We've got on to what we're having for dinner now. Haven't well, we? I'm just thinking about. <laughs> I like... completely forgot for a moment that we're actually recording a podcast, and then started thinking about what we could have for for dinner slash lunch. I'm just thinking of a cockney <laughs> threatening somebody and raising one fist and being like, "Oh, which one do you want? This one's the big lunch, and this one's the small dinner." <laughs> like you know, like this one's the hospital, this one's the graveyard. What do you want? But this one's the the big lunch, and this one's the small dinner. Well, yeah, but but those are like. Sort of two sides of the same coin, though. Big lunch, small dinner. Big small lunch. lunch, big dinner. <laughs> Isn't that? Not so even small, very big. Small lunch, big dinner sounds like a free fringe <laughs> it does, double doesn't act. It? Doesn't on it? At like 3.30pm at the counting house. 
Not small 13. lunch, big dinner. Small lunch. Hi, hello everyone. I'm I'm small lunch. And, oh, all right, I'm big dinner. Hey, and today oh. we got some. Uh, oh, we've got some jokes for you. Might get a bit blue. Fuck, that's a really good idea for an act, like a parody of those kinds of seaside, like. What you mean, Bob and Jim? Yeah, but northern. Oh yeah, they were sort of. They were southern, Cockney, they? Yeah, they were Bob really and Jim good. were really good. Good. I really rated them. They were really, really good. It was it was pitch perfect. Um, but yeah. Well, should we, should we do that? Should, no. we, should we write a, a, a slick hour of a northern seaside double act? No, you can get someone else to perform it. I, I say, I say, I say. I don't want to go on stage anymore. It involves learning lines. Well, we've scripted this. And we've spent a couple of nights rehearsing yes. and... Working out exactly what we're going to say, and you've you've learned this well. Look, you got the, the the laugh time just right. I remember in the rehearsal room we had the bit where I eat the tomato and you complain. Yeah. Are you sure you want to play this game, Guy Kelly? I'm really pleased you're eating that tomato. Oh, I got my lines wrong. Oh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna corpse. <laughs> Whoa, what we like? It was a very nice tomato. Specifically bought noisy tomatoes. No, I haven't. Like Smithy's joke tomatoes. No, I haven't. I just wanted some tomatoes. Can you get a joke tomato? That's a clown nose. <laughs> the look, of, like, not only was it a look of realization, it was a look of shocked realization. Do you think like that's what a clown nose was? The Vatican would Do you be think that's what a clown nose was? Do you think like someone out in a field just got a big tomato and put it on their nose and everyone was like, that is very humorous. Hey, Giuseppe, look at my nose. That is very humorous. You should do that again. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Where does a clown nose come from? Is it like a parody of a... Um, is it something from like Commedia dell'arte where it's like the old man who drinks too much with the big red nose or something? Probably. Probably Commedia It's not going to be someone with a with tomato, a tomato. On their nose. Well, It might be. I don't know. It's, you know the it... tomato on your nose would get very sore very quickly because tomatoes are quite acidic. You can use them in face masks for, like, gentle they are acidic the exfoliation. Of the fruit yeah. world. Enzymatic. You said that deliberately. Go on. Because they are fruits. Mm. And pineapples are fruits. Pineapples are technically a kind of common brush-tail possum. <laughs> are they? Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't want a tomato on your nose for too long, would you? No. Which I uh, suppose is why artificial clown noses were made. Yes, in order to meet the demand of people who wanted to put tomatoes on their who noses. Who put a tomato and an orange and a pineapple on their nose? It was the that, snowman. That was, it was a the snowman. very famous bit of graffiti in the Midlands who put a tomato and a pineapple <laughs> and a clown nose on. On Bella. On, yes. And, and then, yeah. Um, for people who don't know that, that's going to be completely baffling. But let's not tell them. I was going to say, like, how much of this podcast is easy to follow? Not much. And this is not an easy a- peel podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Easy Peel podcast. I'm your host, John Peel. Nothing but bland, easily understandable, readily achievable opinions. I think our opinions are readily achievable. Uh, quick, give me a readily achievable opinion. Um, genocide is bad. <laughs> I genuinely wondered where you were going with that for a second. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. So what happened in the sort of fractions of a second before I said that was that my brain went immediately to the most inappropriate word, which is of course genocide. Mm. Um, and then I thought I can't say that. And then I thought, hang on a minute, this is this is giving an easily digested opinion 
therefore, actually, I can in the context of it being bad. There was a cut zone from, I think, Sonic 2 called Genocide City Zone. What? I, personally, if I were a Mobian, would not choose to move to Genocide City. Was that like one of those things that was a bit lost in translation? I suspect it might have been. Like, in the same way that Donkey Kong was called Donkey Kong, because Donkey is sort of an adjacent step away from a synonym of stubborn. Oh, I, I believe it, what, a stubborn ape. Yeah, stu- stu- a stubborn ape kind of scenario, and so because Donkey was there, and I believe and Kong is from King Kong, presumably. What? Well, no, I'm a genu- genuine question. Presumably, yeah, that was, yes. Yeah. Donkey Kong, so stubborn Kong. Yeah, like a stubborn ape. Was he very stubborn? He's fairly like set in his ways. I would have said he? violent ape, <laughs> violent Kong. Violent Kong. That was, of course, from Donkey Kong Country 3. (laughs) Violence ape. With the violence. Well, now you're just back to my idea for knock-off Warner Brothers cartoons with characters such as the Amorous Smell Mammal. Or Coronation Street with Donkey Kong. With a violent ape. With a violent ape. With violence. Introducing violence ape. Hello, Rita. Can I have a pint? Violence ape. We're back to the drunk chimp again. We are. But then, like, a, a a chimp in a bowler hat with a cigarette and a, a That's pint a PG mug. Tips advert. No, but, like, he's got love and hate tattoos on his knuckles and he'll fucking get you. Um, I think that would add an element of is danger. This, is this the ape with big dinners on one hand and little lunches on the yeah, other? Yeah, that's right. This one's, this one's big, big lunches. This one's small dinners. <laughs> Um, and then F- Big Dinners would be an amazing name for a violent <laughs> ape. This is my right, ape. okay, so we've got our character. It's it's a violent chimpanzee, also a violent ape, with a bowler hat and a cigarette, and it's called Big it's, Dinners. It's called Big Dinners. <laughs> and he's the crime boss. And he's in Coronation Street. Coronation Street. Yeah, Big Dinners, the chimp. <laughs> it would be a bit like in Westerns when somebody walks into the saloon and everything goes quiet, but rather than everyone going quiet when... Big Dinners enters the Rover's Return out of a sort of like, we don't take kindly to strangers around here. It'd be more like, oh shit, it's the it's violent, big dinners. It's the violence ape <laughs> it's big has, dinners. has returned. And now we are all in. Like like in when the craze walk into a pub in in London. Yes. This is the, the Manchester equivalent. Big Dinners walks into the Rover's Return. Wait, was that set in Manchester? I think it was filmed in Manchester, like originally. Granado Studios was in Manchester. It's up that way. Yeah, it's certainly it to the side north. of the Pennines. I knew it was, I knew it was north. Yeah, yeah, it's not Yorkshire. It's to the like side of the Pennines. Emmerdale was the Yorkshire one. Emmerdale was the Yorkshire one. Emmerdale used to film, still does film up in the Dales, I think, didn't it? Is Emmerdale still going? I mean, the, the word Dale is in there, so it's probably going it to be is definitely a, Emmerdale. A, a Dale Yeah, because I, I did a summer job at um, Yorkshire Television, and um, there was like a hole in the security and transport section. And a load of that was... <laughs> this is where you had to like bring the actors in like that bit in um, Jurassic Park. With the dinosaur in the cage, and the guy's all shoot her, shoot her. Yeah, but it was Carol Vorderman. It was Carol Vorderman, yeah, <laughs> and like lots of yeah. people like leaning in cattle prompts to yeah. to subdue Carol Vorderman. You say that, but now do not commit. No, slander. I'm not. I'm not going to, and you cannot libel the dead. Um, <laughs> so what's his face? He used to present um, Countdown, who is now passed. I can't remember his name. I can't remember. His I'm name. not going to name him either. If even if I can. But anyway, um, I used to, I, I gave him a pass, and he was very um, 
free with his remarks about the appearance of women, shall we say. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. What a... Had a bit of a reputation for it. What Again, a... he's dead. You can't libel the dead. What a charming man. Yeah. So there was, there was, there was a lot of that going on. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, as I say, like I was in between, it was one summer when in between university years, I want to say between my first and second years, or it might be between my second and third, I can't remember. Speak up, love, look at this. You're muttering. No, well, that's not my problem. But um, it, it is. It couldn't be more your problem. Just yeah, speak into that. Anyway, as so, you, yeah. You slander the it dead. was a very interesting, you can't, you can't lie with the dead. Are you sure? Um, yeah, it what? was a very interesting job. Um, yeah. And I got to see all behind the scenes of lots of different things and hang around. And, you know, it was basically my job. If the um, fire alarm went off, I had to sit in the office and print off the automatically generated list of everyone who'd signed in and sit there until it was printed. And then I could leave the building. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I, Not I, ideal. I don't think this that. is This is the same. Um, it could have been apocryphal, but I remember one of the security people telling me that, um, again, on a quite famous soundstage back at Yorkshire Television, and this was many years ago, as I say, at least 20 years ago. Um, they, um, the curtains which were used, you know, huge, huge studio, so very, very big curtains um, that were used to help with the lighting and all the rest of it as you get on a soundstage. Um, every year the, the fire department would come along and test them for fire resistance. And every year they test the same square metre corner of one curtain. And every year the props people would fireproof that precise square metre and not the rest of the curtains. Do you reckon Big Curtains is the arsonist mate of Big Dinners? Yes, I think so. What animal is most likely to be an arsonist? Don't say man. Zebra. Zebra? Yeah. What? Just, why not? Fair enough. I'd, I'd like to see a zebra strike a man. Exactly. Oh, all right. It's a hooves yeah. issue. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, comedy answer. Mm. A great whale. Yeah. Or a squid. Some whales just want to watch the world. Actually, play. a squid or an octopus would be a very good arsonist because they could strike multiple matches at once. This is this is true. The problem is like doing it out of the water, I guess. Mm. But an octopus could do that. An oct- yeah. An octopus could set a fire if it wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think. I think it'd find it like it'd find it challenging to get it set up. It'd have to get someone else to do that well, for it. Well, maybe that could be an enrichment activity for the octopus. You you educate <laughs> it on the joys of pyromania. Or pyromancy. Yeah, arson. Yeah. And then you uh, right, octopus, here's some uh cotton wool balls and some super glue. Uh off you pop. Yeah? Yeah. That works. I think so. <sighs> we should talk about a comic. I was gonna say, I think this like, It feels al- like that time. You can always feel <laughs> yeah. when we've just about the thing is I'm excited to talk about this comic. It's quite funny. It's it's it's, quite it's funny. not only quite funny, it's iconic. Um there was that wonderful lasagna cat video, which was a solid five hours of footage, which I'd watched. And I was planning on when we got to this episode, cutting in a bit of that dialogue at the start. I'm not going to. Uh, I might put a link to it in the description. Yeah, do that. Not a link to the, the time code, but genuinely, if you want to hear if you've got like a lot of washing up to do, just put this lasagna cat video on and listen to it in the background like it's a podcast and listen to an actor very earnestly talk or rather read a script in a with a performance and delivery that sounds and feels very earnest um, about this comic. It's um, 
it's quite something. It's yeah. quite something. Uh, so we we know who we are. We know what we've this podcast that. is. We've talked about big dinners. We've talked the about we've talked eight. about cricket. We've talked about big dinners. The violence. <laughs> eight. That's really tickled me. Big dinners. The violence. <laughs> the new star of Coronation Street. Now the big question is: right. Would big dinners? Be genuinely violent off screen, or would that just be his on screen? Oh, you think it'd be like a very would, gentle. Yes, thought. would would the ape? Oops. Um, would the the ape playing big dinners actually be very like sophisticated and civilized, and you know, um, very a pacifist? Right. Would would he read informative literature? No, I think he'd be an ape, and <laughs> and, and that would that would through. Stanislavski sort of method acting that would inform the performance of the other actors on right. set so, because there'd be so an there ape would on set. genuinely be a threatening violent ape yeah because there'd be an ape on set with a cricket bat it's and just, so yeah, everybody the, the would ape, naturally be the like the ape has Ugh. been given free reign to intimidate the, the denizens of the rovers return yeah everyone else has got a script and the, the ape is an improviser <laughs> And it's a kind of it's a kind of jazz, sort of. <laughs> a performative jazz. Yeah, like with the, a violent ape called Big Dinner. Yeah, the the real Coronation Street is the <laughs> skulls that you don't stove in with a cricket bat. Yeah, I. The more we talk about this, the more I want to see it happen. Let's let's pitch it. Yeah, let's. Big Dinner's the violent ape who's a crime boss. <laughs> who rocks up? Like, would it be an extortion racket? I don't know. We just we just have to leave it to the performer. Right. Okay. Just leave it up to the ape and yeah. the and the <laughs> other actors to sort of yeah feel out. We could do um, the thing that um, what's his face? You know when uh, in Die Hard mm. when um, oh what was the name of the actor who played Hans Gruber? Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yes, of course. When Alan Rickman did, you know, they did the scene where Hans oh, Gruber they, they falls from him. the Nakatomi Plaza and they dropped him before the oh, count okay. yeah. so that they get a genuine reaction. Yes. We could do that in the, you know, like not, or like in Alien where they didn't tell the other actors about the chestburster scene. So it was genuine reactions. We could do that with the other actors in Coronation Street. Like tell them that so there's going to be a scene here and, with you know, so with some improv, but just then, then Big Dinners enters the, the scene. Yeah. <laughs> With his with his cricket bat, his bowler hat, <laughs> and his lackeys, his his lackeys, his knuckle tattoos, yeah. and a big cigar. <laughs> big lunches, small dinners. Big lunches, small dinners. On each of his fists. Ooh 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 ah ah ah. It turns up, and then they've just got a you know it'd be a challenging piece. But... I think this is starting to give me anxiety. <laughs> like as somebody who has I've laughed so much that my stitches are hurting. As somebody who has performed and who. <laughs> Who still has anxiety dreams where I'm on stage and my other performers get their lines wrong. Specifically New Peugeot. Like, get the lines in that sketch wrong. The idea of being in a scenario... <laughs> Having an improv scene with big dinners, with the big violence dinners, the violence ape. ape. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I... I, I'm already naturally somewhat frightened of chimpanzees because they can As pull you As you should be. Yeah, they'll pull you They're horrible, pieces. yeah. Yeah. Chimps are awful. Yeah. And then having to be like, well, you, you, you're you here to do a job. Like, mm. you come on, do your scenes. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I want to, though, because of the It's a good job tape. no one's asking you to do it. We're oh. just asking the cast of Coronation Street. Oh, that's fine, then. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your problem. It's their problem. Oh, God, what if I get cast in Coronation Street, though? 
I get an email from my agent tomorrow saying like we've got a. What else was it that you were like? Oh, but what? Wrestling. Sumo wrestling. Yeah, being, you were all like, hit in the face oh, I wouldn't want to go in the ring with a sumo wrestler. And being it's grasped like, by a large man. Yeah, we, you're not gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. It's very unlikely that it'll happen. Not going to. It's very. You unlikely. can categorically state that it's not going it's to happen. Very unlikely. There's still a chance. I, it's. I will admit that it's very unlikely that this will happen. It's. It's so. It's like. It's like. You know, when something tends towards a value of one, it, it's so so infinitesimally small. The infinitesimally? Chance. Yes. Is that how you spell? Mouth spell that? Say? It can be. What, infinitesimally? Infinitesimally. infinitesimally. I was doing it for emphasis. But anyway, oh, the right. point is... It just felt like you were taking on airs, and I was, I was a bit confused. I'm taking on airs? Taking on airs, yeah. It's like, ooh, infinitesimally, I'm Fraser Crane. Taking on airs? Yeah. Are you telling me that I'm taking on airs about the pronunciation of words? Yeah. This feels weird. This you, is a strange energy to bring. You you seem genuinely quite put out I'm by a bit, what I'm was a bit a... like... I mean, if I've pronounced something wrong, I'll freely admit it, but that just seemed like a weird flex from you. Yeah, I'm... I'm again. I'm, anyway, I'm, the chance I'm, is so small that it might as well be zero. I'm just bringing the energy of... Big dinners of the violence. Oh, I see. To this podcast, see. you see, like see. at any point, I could, I could sit down. You could light a, a dog end. I could and, light a dog yeah. end. I could pull a table apart. Yeah. With my powerful arms. And the thing is, no one in the Rovers Return has been told what Big Dinners wants. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, and want... Big Dinners hasn't been told what Big Dinners no. wants. The the ape playing Big Dinners is just kind of he's just feeling his way feeling out, towards yeah. the end goal of this character. Oh, we definitely end up having a pint. Yeah. In a mug. Yeah. And then maybe doing an ape murder. Maybe. Should we talk about Garfield? Yay! Okay. <laughs> Right. right, let's describe the first panel of this this seminal comic. Like, I honestly... This after, genuinely made me laugh when I first saw it. Yeah. Even uh, though I've seen it before. After watching that five-hour long... And I can't stress this enough. There is a five-hour long video that just focuses on, on this. And, like, we take the piss with the length of our episodes. Mm. But we talk about things that aren't Garfield. This video is five hours of focused, unbroken structured analysis of this comic of the, I, I of respect the themes that. of the resonance of the how it emotionally affected the writer of that video and of course stretched over all of that is a critique of the concept of criticism itself yes it's uh, you should genuinely watch it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure like, I've it's, heard it. It's yeah. Worth, yeah, I've listened to I, it. I was doing a bunch of house cleaning and I just had it on as background noise. And it's it's engaging. It's yeah. it's performed by an actor. It's written very well. Um, and so I sort of feel a little bit intimidated approaching this. I don't. Well, no, of course you don't because you're, you're bullshier. <laughs> yes, I'm bullshier and I've got opinions, particularly where criticism is concerned. You are big dinners, the I violence am, ape. When it comes to academic criticism, <laughs> when it comes to ac- I am big dinners. <laughs> I think that should be on your website. When it comes, on my CV, never mind yeah, my website. When it comes to academic criticism, I am big dinners. Big dinners, the, the violence, violence ape. ape. Yeah. Right, so in the first panel, um, we can see John Arbuckle, uh, who is sitting in an armchair. And we see him from a kind of side profile view. Uh, he's reading the newspaper. It's obviously some kind of broadsheet. 
Um, he's got a table next to him with his right hand resting on the table. Is he kind of he's tapping not the table? He's drumming his fingers. Oh, he's drumming his fingers on it. Right. So I think what he's doing is is he's kind of reaching for something. His, his fingers oh, are moving. Yes. Um, he's reaching unthinkingly for something as his eyes focus on the newspaper in front of him. Um, and he, he's got like a kind of his legs are crossed. Yeah, his he's eyes got are he's lidded. got the peaceful um, sort of relatively neutral expression of someone who's just reading the newspaper. You know, this could be a Sunday morning. It could be. Yeah. It could be any time. Just having a relax. Yeah. Um, not much more to say about the first panel, I don't think. No. Um, other than to say that I don't know quite what's going on with his hair. I think I think John's hair is becoming curlier. Um, as yeah. As Jim Davis draws the strip. Like Curly Watts. Like Curly Watts of Coronation Street. I've no idea who that is. I think it, he was called Curly because he had straight hair and it's one of those like, hey, you're, you're, oh, yeah. you've got like a Little John. Yeah, you've got a nickname that's um, different from what you is. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, do you want to describe the second panel? Uh, the second panel, John Arbuckle looks directly to camera. He looks like a chipmunk. Um, please don't choke on a tomato, because, I mean, Heimlich Maneuver, the podcast, is not going to be great. I wouldn't want someone just, like, well, getting I'd have, in. Well, I'd have to. Yeah. Like, it's either that or off your pop, and, I'd, like, it would suck. Don't do it. It's a good job I've just swallowed the tomato it with no problem. It is a good problems. job you've swallowed the tomato with no yeah. Oh, but it was a clown nose all along! Ah! It was a very tasty one, if it was. I was going hatch into clowns. Describe this comic. Describe this comic. Uh, John Arbuckle is sort of... He's a little bit cross-eyed. He's looking at the camera. His eyes are still lidded. He's now resting his uh, newspaper on his crossed legs... His it's so has... weird the way Jim Davis draws noses and mouths and filters. He, he looks like it's he so looks like weird. a chipmunk. Genuinely, yeah. he looks like one of Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's ridiculous. Like the, the filtrum nose scenario. It takes it, up half of his face. Takes, he looks like a fucking rodent. Yeah, and it's weird. Like and, a guinea pig. Yeah, and his mouth is like a little tiny dash at the bottom of it. It's fucked up. It's you could argue that it's stylized. Although let's look at his face in the first panel. Like, that's a nose. It's still there. That's a, that's yeah. a nose. There is a nose, yeah. The nose is right directly under the eyes. It's just that the gap between the nose I... and the mouth is massive. No, it makes him I... look like a so, guinea pig. No, I think this is his nose. It's, it's not his nose. I know we've had this before, but that It's must... not his nose. That... that is his nose. That bit directly under his eyes. That is his nose. It can't It be. is. It is. But, like, in this one, that's that's a shape of a nose. No, that's the shape of the mouth. That's the overhang of the lip. No, that's, that's the... No, that there is no, it's not. Sticking it's out. not. Please, there's I a promise gap. you, it's not. I will get the screen magnifier out for this, and we will. It's not. It's not. It's uh, Jim Davis draws humans stupidly, and if you look at the way he draws them later, you can see that the the emphasis, like it, it, it's definitely the nose is directly underneath the eyes. This is his stylized way of doing it, and it looks ghastly. It makes him look like a guinea pig. He look he, he looks like a rodent. Yeah, he's got a big old um, Harry Hill seventies shirt collar. Although it looks like there's no buttons on this shirt, so it might be a, no. it might be a jumper. Yeah. It's not. It's supposed to be a shirt. He's resting his arm on the arm of the armchair. It's arm, still arm, now arm. his hand, which had previously been been questing for something on the side table, is now at rest. Yeah, and he looks and he thinks now. Where could my pipe be? Um, the newspaper is kind of sitting on his knees as well. He's he's dropped it down. Is mm. he talking to us? I... Is John aware of us? No, I because he's not talking. He's thinking. And if he's, well, he's thinking, thinking directly to us, but he's looking directly at us. Is well, no. John Arbuckle aware of the fourth wall? No, 
I think so. He's he's reaching for his pipe. His hands sort of scrabbling. Initially, I thought he was maybe I drumming disagree. his fingers as if he was like experiencing nicotine withdrawal. Well, he's looking for his, his but, fingers but are questing for something. Fing- yeah. Fingers are questing. For I disagree. I think he is aware. He's directly addressing the audience. No, he's directly if, if addressing I was, the reader. I was looking for something, and then I'd look over. I think he's directly addressing the audience. Here. Okay. Well, listeners, it's up to you. Let us know. I think I think both options are possible. It can be ambiguous, but n- given the nature of a newspaper comic strip, which is by default usually self-aware, in this context, I th- I think he's addressing the audience. I think the fourth wall has been broken here. Fair enough. He's asking for his pipe. Where he could wa- my pipe? Well, he be? wonders where his pipe could be. The man wonders <laughs> where his pipe could be. I wonder what. What could be happening in the where third could, Where could a man's pipe where be? Where could this pipe what, be? What would the least likely place... The least likely scenario... For a pipe to be? Given the effort, as we previously discussed, the challenge, for example, for a zebra in setting a fire, mm. given the effort of packing, uh, lighting, lighting... Getting it, getting the bottle sort of warmed. Yeah. Have um, you ever smoked a pipe? Yes. Have you? Yes. I, right. <laughs> Let's put a pin in this. Uh, what? When I was at university, I smoked a pipe. You wanker! I had a little go on one of my mate's pipes. It was really nice. You unicycle riding, penny farthing to the local coffee shop, pipe smoking, learning to juggle in the pipe park. Quirky motherfucker. Yeah. God damn. It was quite nice. But I'm a person who quite likes nicotine, so... I have, like yeah, I have a, I have a fortunate combination of a, a non-addictive personality. No, you're very abrasive. Ah, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I just, I just like the taste of cigarettes and pipe smoke and stuff. I don't, I, I don't smoke at all. I used to, but I don't. There was a neighbour, um, neighbour of my grandfather's, Peggy and Keith. Keith Those are very neighbour names. They're very of a certain neighbours of a grandfather. Yeah, Peggy and Keith. And Peggy was the lady who... Did Peggy smoke a pipe? Peggy didn't smoke a pipe. Peggy... Peggy taught me how to... Smoke a pipe? Engage in sugar craft. Oh, not smoke a pipe. Not smoke a pipe. Did she teach you how to make a pipe out of icing? Well, I could extend the lessons that I learned in sugar... So, like, you know, making... I iced a Christmas cake one year, but really nicely. So very, very nice. Oh, how lovely. Royal icing with... Leaves made oh, of yeah. uh, like holly leaves made of icing. Oh, how nice. Making rose petals and roses. Oh yeah, I used to do icing. that. It was always fun. I used to do it with um, I made. Well, you can't eat that. Can you? No. Shouldn't. Um, making like a little a little festive scene of snowmen throwing snowballs at each oh, other, which how now cute. I realise is them effectively throwing chunks of their own flesh at each other, which yeah. is weird. It's like the Mario Kart track, which is uh, Candyland, but. Some of the people watching it are, are also, also candy, made of candy yeah. and I don't like it's a bit that. Much. That's very Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, but Keith, <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, no, imagine going to the Formula One and they're just driving on meat, yeah, like no. big wet. I living, don't. I don't disagree. Horrible. Meat. I don't disagree. It's just that I'd never thought of it as being very Hellraiser before. But you're right. But it's quite Hellraiser. Yeah, it it's is. sort of like yeah. the the. It's a, it's a hell dimension or wherever they come from. Yeah. Yeah. See again, Pinhead would interrupt the flow of Coronation Street. Pinhead versus Big Dinners. Pinhead versus Like Big Alien Dinner. versus Predator. It's the crossover we've all been waiting for as Pinhead joins yeah. from the archers. Anyway. Um, and yeah, Keith, Keith used to smoke a pipe. Mm. 
Mm. The smell the of pipes smell work is quite pipes nice. Re- so we had a couple of pipes that were old former smoking pipes that had been converted to bubble pipes. So when I go to my granddad's house, we'd make bubble stuff, by which I mean mix dishwashing with liquid, liquid with, yeah. with water, uh, and blow bubbles out of a pipe. That's um, quite fun. And I remember that you could still taste the sort of yeah. char of the bowl because obviously yeah. that's that's how a pipe worked. I've never smoked a pipe. Like I've You're not missing out on much. No, I've I've smoked a cigarette. I've I've had a go on a cigar. I can't fucking stand cigars. What a waste I like of cigars. Time. Oh, but I like the taste. I know I know you're not supposed to. And you shouldn't <laughs> smoke. Don't smoke people. It's bad for you. Unless and your I, big yeah. dinner's the vibe. Unless your big dinner's in which case a dog end is mandatory. Yeah. Um yeah, but I, I like it. I, know. I just, it doesn't... I, it's the taste. The taste does nothing for it. It just tastes, a slight of, it buzz. tastes of burnt. And I've never got a buzz. Oh, yeah. I don't think from nicotine. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if that's a... Um, stimulant, stimulants thing. don't yeah. really work. Yeah, and so, could be. Oh, oh, no, I've got a little bit more time before I take my flower pill. But yeah, the smell of pipe smoke was always... Always lovely. Yeah. I've always wanted to try chewing tobacco. See, I've never really bothered about that. Like, I've, I've, tried, I've tried snuff as a, as a 14-year-old going to the local working men's God, social club. I bet club. you did. A, you have the audacity to call me a with pipe a, with a tin of, Well, no, because a tin of snuff and a pint of mild at the working men's club, the jam pot, where a ploughman's lunch was two, 50p for two Jacob's cream crackers, a triangle of derelict and a single silver skin pickled onion, all in a plastic sheath. Fucking anemic ploughman in that Midlands village. Yeah. Um, and they, I bet they had meat raffles. They probably did. they have did. meat raffle? Yeah. They always had, like, an old man next to a fruit machine with a, a tired-looking hound. Yeah, and like the were... um, the um, British Legion that my grandpa and grandma used to go to in Bournemouth that we'd sometimes go along with, like, if we were going down with them. I remember spending, like, Saturday afternoons. On a couple of occasions, I think mum and dad went off to do something, so we went down the Legion with grandpa and grandma, and grandpa taught me how to bet on the horses. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like, just, you know, genuinely showing me, like, you know, some of the... How odds worked, and you know the, I don't the form. Know if I've and... ever been into a so yeah, and I obviously I was too young to place a bet, but he'd do it on my behalf, you know. And we'd like have a little flutter on the horses, and while well, Granddad had his brandy, and there was always a meat raffle, and it was full of like obviously you know like World War Two vets and all the rest of it, and there's just these two little kids with their grandparents in the corner betting on the horse. <laughs> no, this, this was less wholesome. This was... Um, the I, smell of fag smoke and, mm, and pipe smoke permeating throughout. There was a room with a pool table adjacent to the main bar area, <clears> and I'd occasionally go there when a friend would come to visit. We'd play pool and drink pints of watery mild at the age of, like, 14, 15, yeah, 16. Yeah, sounds about right. And then other local youths, other worse youths would approach. More powerful more, boys. More powerful boys to, to take a Dave Bulwer phrase. Yeah. And... That was that was that was a very threatening. That was always a, a real like, oh, I'm in danger. Yeah. Big dinners, the violence <laughs> has, has just entered this working men's social club. Yeah, more and, powerful and boys. Now I am in danger. Yeah. Um, they probably didn't give two shits about never it. Never tried chewing tobacco. Like I always thought it would be. I don't, I'm not bothered. But it probably tastes unpleasant. Yeah. I'd it, imagine. It probably tastes. And then gross. you have to spit a lot, Ugh. which is. Not ideal. And 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 who's going to get a spittoon these days? Where they're from. Even... They're from the past. They're from the past. Like now, I on it related. So if you're, so I've got from, an easy peel. You've got an easy peel. If you're chewing tobacco on a teams meeting, and then you just like gob it <laughs> off camera, <laughs> and then put your.
your cowboy hat on. Well, yeah, sending um, a, a brown plume yeah. of disrespect just yeah. off and, and And you conspicuously pick up your sheriff's badge and shine it on your shirt. It's in view of the camera. Right. Hang on. First and of all, suddenly you're speaking in a Texan draw. First of all, sure. Howdy, I got a crime to solve this At morning. least one Texan listens to this podcast and you have just put them right up. No, like, so that's feasibly something you could do. You should. I mean, you could. It would be very rude. There's all kinds of things you could do. Well, oh, God damn it. You could, like, get a zebra to start a fire. No, but... you couldn't. <laughs> it would be so hard unless the zebra was already on fire. What I'm trying to say is, listen. I think this might be one of the most bullshit podcasts we've done so far. Anyway, oh, carry so on. For the past few minutes, I've really needed to wait. I'm about to sneeze, and honestly, the odds are even as to what's going to come out. <laughs> We're fine. Bless you. Um, look at that. Goosebumps. From sneezing. From sneezing. Oh. Uh, right. What are we talking about? So, you can get alcohol-free beers. Mm-hmm. If you were on a work teams meeting and you had an alcohol-free beer, which you've sipped at occasionally, that would be looked down on significantly more than drinking a can of Coke. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Because I think like, alcohol-free beer is perceived as a leisure um, activity. A leisure fluid. Yeah. Is Coke not a leisure fluid? No. Coke has ingratiated itself into the, you know, the modern consciousness such that it can be consumed at any time of day or night. OJ is not just a breakfast especially, drink. Especially if you make a kind of, you know, self-conscious, ooh, I need my caffeine kind of comment. Okay. So I was, do you think it's because it's a leisure drink rather than because it's alcohol-free? I suppose that's the same thing, isn't it? The, It'd be, the unless beer, beer unless you ostentatiously said to people, this is alcohol-free, don't worry. Yeah, but and even, even then, then I even think then they'd be like, get... oh yeah, oh, I don't believe you. No, I, I think there'd be, even if they saw... Like, they saw this bottle of alcohol-free beer, they saw you open it, and then they saw you drink it. I still think there'd be judgment there. And mm. I think you're right, it's because it occupies a it's a different space. It's a different space in the brain, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what about orange juice? Or a strawberry juice? What about would that, be, would that be allowed? Would that be permitted to drink? Oh, yeah, I've drunk an orange juice in a meeting before. You get orange juices, like, at the table in, in per-person meetings. You do? Yeah. Oh, no. Is this going to be the, the episode where I go upstairs and go to the loop? Do you really need a wee? I really do. <sighs> go on, you go for a wee and I'll tell everyone the cricket score. You're going to tell everyone the cricket score. Right, welcome to the cricket podcast hosted by... Oh, God, Kathy Kelly. Right, hello again, everyone. Yes, this is oh, no, Cricket Update. It's a podcast within a podcast. New Zealand are 284 all out, and it's 12.48 today, or Tuesday when we're recording this. Apologies that it's taken so long to put this out. Um... As previously mentioned, my insides were professionally whisked recently. Um, and I've been a little bit under the weather. Some days are better than others. Um, so I'm feeling quite good today because I had a really long sleep. Used one of those eye masks so when the sun rose at five o'clock in the morning, it didn't wake me up. Um, but yes, it's all been a little bit up and down. Anyway, right. Oh, England are 24 for one already. Oh, will they make it? Who's out? I'm going to have a look at the scorecard. I really like the idea of updating everyone um, on the cricket. Uh... Oh, Crawley! Out for a duck! Caught Southey. Bold bot. Ridiculous, Crawley. What on earth? I bet he was swatting at something. Anyway, um, I like the idea of updating everyone on a cricket score, which by the time this goes out, 
will probably be rendered completely moot. Um, so there we go. Uh, what else has been going on around here? Not much, really. I'm not back in the office yet. It's far too much hassle. Um, I've been working. It's been making me very tired. Um, not much, really. See, if I were a radio DJ, I could cut to a record that was nine minutes long and then I wouldn't have to talk to you lot anymore. But here we are. Oh, he's coming back downstairs. Hello. Gosh, having a, a mid-podcast toilet is a real... I can see it's why, a thrill, you're so, isn't it? why you're so into it. It's a thrill. Oh, I feel... Do you feel I refreshed? Feel lighter. I want a nice sandwich now. I'd like a nice... Not, should we walk down to the waitress and get ourselves a nice sandwich? I think nice sandwich ingredients... And then oh, we've got bread, like yeah. some 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 sort of lettuce, some like a lubricant such as mayonnaise, maybe some sliced scenarios to to build up a. Could I do. Got... I was going to make a lunch though for dinner, or I could, but I could still do that. I was going to make a lunch. For I could dinner. still do that. I if you I, want to go down the shop and get a sandwich. I, I don't want to go down the shop. Oh well, then never no, mind. No, we'll oh, have to cope with that. No, I'm not saying I want a sandwich in the sense of like I think we should do anything about it. This is another one of those um, unfulfilled desires where I'll just... See you, there's like lots and lots of little flashes of light going, I could do this, I could do this, I'd like to do this, I'd do this, and but none of it follows through. Like, you could have a sandwich, but it would involve going to the shop. Yeah. And the going to the shop bit is the absolutely impenetrable barrier. Well, we are recording a podcast, and like, while you very kindly filled about a minute... Yeah, I mean, like, in a few minutes sort of, when we're done. I, I think if I... If I quit, if I left now and left you for 15 minutes to talk and then came back... I'd just stop the podcast. Well, see, this cannot be. <laughs> this cannot be. This cannot be. Who is driving? Podcast is driving. Podcast right, is driving. Right, the final panel. The final... Where could John Arbor's pipe could it be? be? Where is, like, the last place that you'd imagine to find a lit pipe? A lit pipe being Is smoked. it? Is it being smoked by a cat? I think it's being it smoked is. by Garfield. And and John is saying, Garfield! With two exclamation yeah. marks. We've got a great picture here. Oh, that's of, really good. Of Garfield the cat with, again, a kind of neutral, bored expression on his face. Yeah. Hooded eyelids. Again, I'm going to use the expression, but very pendulous jowls. Hey, we're not a pendulous No, he's got his little feet on the face. He's just sitting with his tail curled around, looking very much like a cat. But he's smoking he's a smoking pipe. He's smoking a pipe. Garfield is smoking a pipe, it's, everyone. It's sticking right in his mouth. He's not accidentally smoking a pipe. He's deliberately he's, smoking a pipe. This pipe Garfield, has been, as Kat said, packed, lit, and enjoyed. Garfield has taken the pipe from John Arbuckle's side table. He has done everything that is required to get a pipe started. You need a thumb to get a pipe. And it is funny going. because he is sitting in the manner of a cat. Somehow, this animal has lit a pipe, and that is funny to me. It's a very good That is very funny to me. One of the only funny Garfields. Oh, we've had a couple. But this one is one of the only funny Garfields. And not just for its absurdity. The absurdity was there at the time, which Mm. I think is why I enjoy it. Because this this is absurd, and um, Jim Davis knew that it was absurd. I would say it's no, if, it's not absurd in retrospect. If you're listening to this, you have undoubtedly seen edits where it's a two panels of another Garfield comic, and then it ends with Garfield smoking the pipe. You have potentially been saturated with the image of Garfield smoking a pipe. That does not diminish 
the joy of Garfield smoking and a impact pipe. of this comic and bit of a bit of foreshadowing for next week's episode. Next week's episode is fucking mar. Well, next week's episode will be terrible. Next week's strip. It's really funny. It's fucking marvelous. Don't it's funny. you dare look ahead. You will read along with us. It's funny. Are you are you looking at the camera then? Yes, I was looking at the camera. <laughs> well, that's where they are. Is it? Yeah. I think they're in the microphone. Oh, where where are you? They're in the microphone. They're in the microphone. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sorry for shouting at you, camera. I didn't. Um, yeah. So Garfield is smoking a Garfield pipe. Is smoking this a is pipe. funny. He's... This is funny to me. It's... it's incongruous. A cat does not smoke a pipe. How did Garfield, who is a cat, get this pipe into a state where he is now smoking it? Right. Just as if this is the most normal thing in the world. Additionally, I think, like for, for a start, you, you wouldn't do this now because it's something that would be read by children and portraying smoking in children's media. Generally not cool. Yeah. However, if this strip were to run today, Garfield would be leaning against the fridge with a pipe in one yeah, hand. Yeah. He'd be standing on his hind legs like a person. He'd have one eyebrow raised. He'd have DreamWorks face. He'd have DreamWorks yeah. face and he'd be holding the pipe and he'd be looking like a person. It would be dog shit. This is this, funny because it's a cat smoking a, cat a pipe. With a pipe right in its fucking gob. Yeah. And the pipe is visibly lit. Garfield is not only he's not only got the pipe in his mouth, he is actively enjoying this pipe. Yeah. Garfield is taking a pipe. Yeah. There is like and there's no I'm so wacky. Garfield he's just, is, is indifferent to I the think fact that's one that of he's the things, smoking a pipe. That's one of the things that I like about it. It just speaks for itself. Yeah. A lot of later Garfield really explains the joke and then explains it some more and then flogs the dead horse and runs it into the ground. Yeah, who would do that over the course of an hour and one minute? To be fair, no, I like it. No, it um, makes awful sounds. Anyway, um, but in this, it just speaks for itself. Yeah. It's just a cat smoking it's a pipe. It's a cat smoking a pipe. And he's, yeah, he's not, I'm a wacky guy. He's not, this He's is just smoking thing. a pipe. He's just smoking and a pipe. And not only that, he's not he even. So in the second panel, this is why I was talking about breaking the fourth wall. John Arbuckle is looking at us, the reader. In the third panel, Garfield is, if, he, if, if he's even aware that the reader is observing, he's utterly indifferent. Mm. Garfield is, is, Master of his own domain. Garfield he, he is smoking is, a fucking pipe. He is pipe smoking is a pipe. On. It's very funny. It's very funny. I genuinely one of the think, few funny Garfield strips. This this is funny. It's it's iconic, and I genuinely think that the saturation in media of like oh here's two panels and then Garfield smoking a pipe that that does nothing to diminish the impact. No, it's still funny. It's funny. It's still good because a, Garfield is smoking a pipe. It's funny because Garfield because a cat is smoking a pipe. What if a cat do what a man do? Yeah. But stripped back and not arch and it's it's, it's because he's sitting in the way that a cat would. He's yeah. not he's not holding it in one paw. There's nothing here that indicates an anthropomorphic cat. Yeah. We've All had that. We have had that yeah. previously. Garfield is sitting here in the manner of a domestic house cat, and that domestic house cat is smoking a pipe. Yes. He's he's the shape of a quarter of a circle with Orson Welles' face yeah. on it. And, and some legs a, and, sitting and, on the floor. And there's a pipe in his gob. And he's got, as Kat said, big pendulous jowls. He's got his eyes hooded. It is just forwards. He's, he's an just expression he's smoking of, a An pipe. expression of satisfied indifference. Yeah, an, an expression of someone enjoying smoking a pipe. And Garfield, not, it's not only that, but Garfield has incongruously stolen John's pipe. Yeah, he's not smoking the pipe to be disrespectful. It happened to be disrespectful that he took the pipe, yes. but that's not the Garfield is here. smoking the pipe because he because wanted he to take a pipe of tobacco. A yes. 
I, it's great. It's, it's very good. Yeah. It's time has not diminished. Time and oversaturation has not diminished the value of Garfield smoking a pipe. Yeah. And as far as the beats of it go, man, man, cat. Yeah. John, John Garfield. Uh, John looking at paper. John looking at camera. Garfield looking at the pipe. Yeah. It's like visually. It's very it's, funny. It's, it's pleasing. And it's and together. it's and it's good because it's stripped back. Because it hasn't yet kind of taken on all of the unnecessary commercial layers of explanation and exposition, which have, were shoved on to enable Garfield to appeal to the widest common denominator. Yeah. It's just a cat smoking a pipe, and that is inherently funny. In the same way that a violence ape wearing a bowler hat, smoking a fag, and going into a pub to conduct unsavoury business is also very funny. Very good. So there you go. This is great. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. Do you, do you like this strip? Guy? I really like this yep. strip. This is What's very, your rating? This is for a this solid. Strip? This is a hard ten. This yep. is same here. It's a ten one. out of ten for and, me. And the follow the subsequent strip. Yeah. Again, like I don't want to. I don't want to overegg this. The subsequent strip made me laugh out loud. Yes, it did. When I, you showed have, it to me, it really made me laugh. I have seldom laughed out loud at Garfield, and I am proud of that. <laughs> but this strip, and. The accomp- the, and, and the next strip. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so there are 87 comments on this. I don't want to go through them all because it'll take so Catherine, long. Catherine, look, let's click the comments. When I was 18. Oh, no, it's been deleted. Oh, there we go. When I was 18, 18 years old, I saw her for the first time in my life. I saw an image of clarity. I saw a comic strip. It's the entirety Is it? of the script. Oh my god. Of the lasagna cat. Incredible. Posted. Posted on the official. Posted that... in the comments. I don't know if it's the lasagna cat people. I don't know if this was posted live. Right. Can I suggest that we don't read any of the comments today, but we do ask that people, if you get a chance, go to this comic strip and read that. Re- read that. No, I, no, we shouldn't. No. These comments are dog shit. Apart from the entirety of the script yeah. of the Lasagna Cat video, which is posted in full, yeah. and it's great. That's and then it. This person trying to steal posting valor like a loser by doing the same thing. Um, and yeah, there's just other. Um, I think this might be a, a, a viewer saying "say on peep." Potentially, and that's about it. Let's let's not let's not let's not it. for today. No, no, no comments for today. Apart from go and either listen. either listen to that lasagna cat, which we we should put a link oh, to. I'm going to put it in the um, um, or go to Go Comics to July twenty seventh, nineteen seventy eight, and read it for yourself. It's before you do that, draw it if you've not seen yes. this comic. From what we have described, uh, taking out stuff about working men's social clubs, violence, apes, and cricket, can you draw? This comic strip. Please do. Please We'd do. enjoy that very um, much. Thank you very much for people who have done that so far. Uh, Genetius D and Stupidity Vortex, I believe, have both been uh, both been doing that. Um, we've got a Patreon because if we don't have a reason to do this, we'll just put it off, which is funny because we like and we like we like enjoying this. We, we like, like doing, doing it, this. yeah. We, we like, like doing, doing it. it. I always enjoy it. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash idlmpodcast, and if you'd like to support the show, you can give us £3 a month, £6 a month, if you're Jim Davis, 
£10,000 a month. You get episodes early. At some point, we're going to release... Yeah, I'm going to... Um, I've got an essay brewing. There's an essay um, from Catherine. Yeah. We're going to release... Again, apologies. Health things for the yeah. last month or two have just completely... Uh, some Patreon-exclusive episodes will be releasing shortly. And uh, you'll just be a, a rad dude. Uh, rad dudes like Gunma Kuma. Thank you very much, Gunma Kuma. And Owen Hart. Oh. Thank you very much for supporting us thank you very on much. Patreon. You are cool and good. Oh, and thank you, Louis D. Strong. Oh, of course, Louis D. Strong. Thank you very much. You. Uh, if you'd like to support us not financially, leave a rating and review on such as your That makes a big difference. And just sharing it on Twitter and things like that. Tell and just people telling people. Because yeah. some people seem to enjoy it. Yeah. If you'd like to find Catherine online, she is at Wangleberry on Twitter. Yeah. And she sells beautiful works of art over on chickenscratch.co.uk. UK. This is a prompt for me to tell people about what you do on the internet, isn't it? Oh god damn it. Because I'm not sure I'm not sure people need to know about what you do on the internet. <laughs> yes, he, guy streams on wow, Twitch. You are rude to twitch.tv forward slash brain mage. Usually around about one PM give or take UK time. Yeah, um, a on a weekday stream. Uh, for crosswords. Um you can also find him at Brain Mage on Twitter. Um and he does all kinds of funny things. <laughs> wow. Well you do. That's true. That was sincere. Was it? Yeah, it was actually. Mm. Uh, you can tweet at the I Don't Like Mondays Twitter account at IDLM Podcast. Oh, you can email us. On Twitter or email us at IDLM Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'd like to know your thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. Um, anything anything else to add? No, not really. No, I just other than to say, I think, you know, it, it's quite funny. It, I enjoyed it. It's This is a funny, it's funny. This is a funny comic. Yeah. Um, and. Um, I really hope we don't get visited by big dinners. The really, oh, I sake. really hope we don't get visited by big dinners. The violence. Uh, do you have any further thoughts to add about Mondays and your appreciation um, of? I find them profoundly disagreeable. <laughs>